welcome back to Certified Bucket Boys podcast, episode uh, number 16 here. Um, back again, just the two of us. Uh, Ihaka hasn't come back for that clout and fame yet. Um, unsurprisingly, episode 15 didn't blow up. Um, yeah, all the listeners have really let us down on that one. Um, we'll blow this one up and he'll be back next week. Um, yeah, so me and Tom just back for, for another round here, see how it goes. Tom, tell me. How's the uh, last, what's it been, nine days treated you? Good. Um, I haven't been out a whole lot. Had a had a nice nice Saturday. It was, I mean, you, you'd be well aware as you live in an old um, Christchurch. The sun was beaming. It was a very hot day. Early in the day, I got the call to um, go a few beers at Smash Palace. So went there, a couple of hazies. Couple of hazy lemonades. Never had one of those before. They weren't too bad. So we were there for a couple of hours, and then got a text from my dad asking if we'd like to go for a barbecue. And I was like, "Well, I'm with four others. Can they come?" And he's like, "The more the merrier." So we rock up to my dad's. Just about five of my mates were a, were a little bit steamed at the time. Have a have some kai, couple of boxes, and just crack into the night singing a bit of karaoke. So that was a it was a very fun Saturday. Might say, Smash Palace. I don't know if you've ever been. It's, it's a great spot for a, a hot arbo beer. Heaps of outdoor furniture. That's sort of uh, their vibe, eh? The way outdoor. Yeah. Outdoor, it used uh, to be. Spot up. It used to be quite ulti, but it wasn't very ulti. So, what, like the crowd or yeah, the place itself? Both. It looks kind of ulti, but the crowd's not as ulti anymore. So it's a great spot. And then today was my last proper working day. Tomorrow we have our breakup. Like we we staff breakup for the summer. Unreal. So it was yeah, fantastic, great spirit. This is pretty much a surprise giving today though, so I didn't actually really have to do much. I was an usher at the front, so I greeted people <laughs> in the door, and so you know, just a full smile. Yeah, it was um. Manny just so I didn't have to be up front singing in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Not the national it. anthem, was it? Hey? Not the national anthem, was it? Yeah, the national anthem. There was a Christmas oh. song. Christmas um, song. A wee whiter at the end as well. With actions though. I'm not a big actions guy. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Christmas songs, you know how you brought up that one the other week and we listened to it? Oh yeah, by the yeah. Po- by the Pogues, yeah. Apparently, the uh, like lead singer of the Pogues died last week. My dad was telling me. Oh damn! And I was like, "Fuck!" You know, the only reason I know anything of what you're saying is because Tom played this song like two weeks prior <laughs> on the podcast. The official, the official band of the podcast. Well, RIP to uh to that person. Yeah, uh, yeah. That song's probably going to blow up again now. You know, classic what? artist dies, <laughs> songs blow up. Well, it does every Christmas, mate. It's a great Christmas song. Yeah, true. My Spotify's been taken over. Eh? All the all the charts. It's about eighty percent Christmas songs. Not what I want to be hearing, but <laughs> we move. Uh, what about yourself? Um, you know, pretty quiet as well. Eh? Um, not much to report on the uh, social sports front. Um, no longer playing six aside netball. Um, We'll see what that transitions to into the new year. 
Um, basketball, we had our semi-final on Wednesday. Um, it was a, I'd say, a comfortable win. No, no real effort exerted, not to blow uh, our own trumpet, but it was just I don't even pretty, remember the game. Yeah, it was a pretty routine effort. There was, yeah, they didn't really come for us, you know. It was. Who do we play? Uh, Shikani's team. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He let us up as usual, but um, yeah, big game against the uh, I can't even think what they're called now. That team we beat two weeks ago that was real fun. Kooky monsters. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That'll that'll be fun in a final as well. Hopefully the intensity's there. Last mm. game of the year. Um, maybe rattle off. I don't know. Championship number twelve in a row. Who knows what it is at this point? <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's a it's a dynasty and a half. It um, really is. Yeah, outside of that. Oh, I played a bit of golf last night. Went nine holes out at Tai Tap, um, which apparently has been named New Zealand's best nine hole course. Didn't know that, but beautiful. Mission not beautiful surprised course. by that though. Yeah, it is lovely. But I just mm. thought like surely there's something like down south, like Queenstown, Arrowtown way. Or I don't know the East Coast up north. Definitely not see. Frank. Uh, was it Franklin or Frankton? Frankton. Franklin's yeah. up in counties. Frankton's okay, down Franklin. south somewhere. That that golf course we went to for that stag do by the airport. That's a horrible course. Oh, it's like a domain. Uh, yeah, it is like a domain. There's no like everything's just straight as well. Yeah, but when you're absolutely hosed like we were. Yeah. <laughs> You can't hit straight, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shot a, I got a birdie. It was pretty sick. A legit birdie. Um, not a great golfer, but it was the best nine uh, nine hole round I've played uh, ever. So pretty pretty proud of that. Still can't drive to save my life, but we move. And then I guess that sort of wraps up my nine days between pods i can't even think of what what's happened in this time eh? it's it's all gone so quick it's just wrapping up end of year um few shenanigans this weekend coming up should be fun talk about that later uh podcast 17 you know keep it keep an ear out for that (laughs) should be fun um to wrap it uh wrap that up and move into uh, the uh, fan favorite, certified, not certified, back with it again. Yeah, back with it. The people, people really demanded it. Uh, it was strikes. I heard the streets were raging. Let's put the beehive was busy. The beehive yeah. was busy. You're right. So I'll crack us off with our first question here. Uh, hot off the press, you know, we have we have a have a mate who participates in this but we were talking about this today me and you but the question mm. didn't come from this it actually came from a discussion i had with somebody at work uh which will lead into my answer but certified or not certified working from home see now it's a tough one because basically everybody went through it at covid if you had a job um even like with my job back then it was you couldn't even work from home yet they tried to make me work from home 
and that was just not happening. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not not certified on it. I'm not certified. I just don't personally. I'm not. I'm not going to be productive at home. So if you're trying to get me to work, it's going to be pretty pretty piss poor from me. Um. Also, you can't like I don't know. You don't really build build bonds with people from home if you're doing it all the time. You just like like I like to be at work and around the boys. You know, it's fun. But I guess it depends on what sort of job you do. Like in your shoes, you can't work from home as a teacher. Like I imagine that was real tough during COVID. Um, yeah, because you can't like get a get a grip on the class at all. Like people just fire up, and you can't even do anything about it. Can't even do anything anywhere. Uh, I, I I agree. I'm also not certified, but pretty much from what you were saying, especially about the like relationships part, that's kind of a real fun part of every workplace I've been in. Is I've loved forming those like relationships, but a banter. Yeah, but I just reckon it get boring. Like your life's all at home, and then your work's at home. I reckon, I, I feel like you'd get in a bit of a slump. And I think, like me personally, like not going too like deep, but for like my own mental space, I wouldn't want to just be stuck in one spot all the time. Mm. So I think actually having to travel to work and better for if me. you weren't if you weren't traveling to work, just for the listeners, if you weren't traveling to work, like when would you listen to the podcast? Honestly. Yeah, it's the best podcast listening time. That thirty minutes to work, thirty minutes from home, uh, from work. Otherwise, know. I'm real. It's quite. I feel like it's quite difficult to listen to podcasts this way. But I'm real. Uh, like weekends, I'll get out of the shower and I'll chuck the podcast. I'll chuck a podcast on, get changed. So I only listen to like three minutes. Yeah. Or getting ready to go to the gym. So like another three minutes. I'll listen to like pods sporadically like that. And I feel like it's probably not a great way to consume content. Yeah, to be it's fair, it's, it's normally the ones that I'm not. Like Bill's podcast, I'll listen to in a perfect spot, like a drive home. Yeah. But somebody at like the Mismatch podcast or even like a Zach Lowe podcast, I'll just listen to like sporadically, you know? Bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Depends how like locked in you want to be. Eh? Yeah. Sometimes, like when I get home, I like if I'm on a Bill podcast, because you know how he does like his breaks every like sort of 15 minutes or whatever yeah just sort of sit in the car and wait till they like end a topic really like... have you have you ever wondered what he does like is it yeah all, all the he, time does, does he go do something i don't i think they might um maybe check with like kyle the producer if people don't know the bill simmons mm. podcast if they're like mics are all good and stuff like that, they just keep like checking. Maybe that's how professional it is. You know, maybe we're doing True. it wrong. Cause when I was first, I listened to bill, it was like an ad break. He'd read off, he'd rattle off an ad. Yeah. He doesn't really do that anymore. He, he does the occasional fan one. That's mm. about it. I, I hate that one. Cause you've got to rattle off the number for like, uh, the gambling like helpline for every single state that yeah like, gambling is legal and it takes like a minute and a half such a long ad like yeah. i guess that's why i don't do it very often must yeah. be i actually think about think about that all the time man. every time they go to a break i'm like man what are they doing yeah and like the way when he does his pod with ryan he says like <laughs> like oh, all right we'll take a break i'll see you back here soon like he implies that they actually do take like a break yeah. So that's that's what kind of triggered my interest. I, and do you also wonder, like, um, 
So Bill talks about, oh, we'll edit this out if it's irrelevant sometimes, yeah. but then you like keep it in so it is relevant. It also like makes me wonder how much content they talk about that ends up getting cut. Yeah, I feel like I feel like surely not that much. That's what I would like, think. Coming from obviously our podcast isn't his level, but coming from a place we are recording a pod, I feel like you wouldn't want to be like wasting a whole lot of stuff you're talking about. Yeah, I don't true. know. It's, maybe they're like going on James Harden a wee bit too hard. Yeah, fair. <laughs> don't want to like tarnish anything. I don't know. And yeah, makes you wonder the professionals. You know, the pod father, the pod father himself. How the goats do it. Next so one. Yeah, that's 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 the first certified not certified. <laughs> what a tangent. Next yeah, one do yours, mine. Yeah. Go back and forth yeah. here. New format for the listeners. Um, no, I was just letting you read your two questions if you pay attention to the hard market. Oh, they're, the, they're, the, they're in the order. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, Tim. Um this we'll one I just one. have just have written down as <laughs> We'll take a break here. Um, second one I have is uh, noodle water. It's written down. But how I want to phrase this is it's like a two-parter. So are you certified uh, or not certified on draining your water before you eat your noodles? Or do you keep the water in? Right. If that makes you sense. Have to, yeah, no, I get it. You're going to have to think of a way to phrase it for our IG listeners here. But yeah, I know so exactly what you're like, talking about. So he's certified, not certified on eating your noodles with the water in the bowl. I'm... I don't really know how to answer this because... Well, I'll say certified because I still keep... I don't keep it all in, but I don't fully drain it. So I still keep some noodle water in. Yeah. But I don't want it to be... Because I feel like if you keep the water in, that's kind of like makes it look like ramen You know, the yeah. liquid, the, the juices flowing. But I feel like if you've got too much, it like dilutes the flavor. So that's why right. I'll tip a little bit out. I feel like but I the, need to get a whole, the whole cooking method from you. But we'll, we'll finish the, the CNC first. But yeah. I'm, I'm a noodle master, mate. But the, the what are those Korean? Baldock. Baldock, yeah. Baldock noodles. I get a bit of make sure there's enough noodle water in there. You want it because you want it to be nice and liquidy, you know. Yeah. Um, part two is if you keep the water in, um, and then it makes it like a broth, I guess. When noodle water, do you drink it after you've finished your noodles? Are you certified yeah. on drinking the noodle water? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, certified. I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm certified to both of those as well. So, but sometimes I have noodles at work, right? And then, like, we're in the staff room, a few people around, and I just feel like um, a little weird just bringing the bowl up to my face and like slurping it out after, you know? But then, I, I, surely at the, your place of work, a lot of people are doing that. Yeah, well, I've never received judgment for it, so it just made yeah. me wonder: is it just is, is that the, is that the move for everybody? I feel like people that eat noodles properly. No, to keep the water in. Yeah. That's a good call. Now, going back to the start of the noodle uh, making process, do you 
cook your noodles with the flavor sachet in or do you put the noodle flavor sachet in after you've cooked the noodles uh if i'm making like meagering i don't even know if i make meagering right i put the noodles in the bowl and i fill it up with hot water yeah Oh no! Yeah, I no, I know, no, I know how to answer your question. I do it afterwards. afterwards. So I put the hot water in. I put a plate on top of the bowl. Yeah, and then look, I don't put it in the microwave. I feel like putting it in the microwave ruins noodles. So oh, I just let it like kind of, yeah, let it internal cook, drain a little bit of the water. Still have heaps of water left, obviously. Chuck your flavor in, give it a mix up. Is that because you like more like crunch, a crunchier noodle? Or I feel like it's not as crunchy, but I feel like when it's in the microwave, it's just a bit. I don't know, but not soggy. But I don't know. I've I've done both, and I think I agree with like the the steaming it is almost better in terms of consumption. But the two minute process, like I know that's how long it's going to take, so I don't get like yeah, impatient. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> with the bowl steam method, though, if you chuck the plate on top, you chuck your packets on top of the plate, so then the steam kind of like loosens up the packaging if you know what i mean like because you know those meagering sachets sometimes the blue yeah. yeah you so yeah I, I dip the thicker the thicker light seasoning thing it's put it in the boiling water. water yeah 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 we're on to it we know how to make it <laughs> yeah we're vietnamese <laughs> Fuck with it. <laughs> all right that's uh, that's number two done um <laughs> we're just gonna have a massive tangent on everyone here it'll be an hour hour into the pod um this one I'm sure everybody buddy I can know since he's not on TikTok, but um blind ranking videos on that are like on TikTok or reels. You know, the ones where somebody's like, Oh, I'm gonna give you five movies, um, but you don't know what the next one is, and I need you to rank them one through five. So Yeah, I'm you, I'm heavily certified on those. Heavily certified. Yeah, I love I just love ranking things. Interesting. Yeah. I'm heavily uncertified. Uh sorry, not un non non-certified it's an instant skip on tiktok for me eh? oh hang on do you mean watching other people's because yeah, i like never, oh, we've never done blind rankings ourselves yeah wait so do you mean do they do they so that you're not mean the filters eh you're meaning when somebody makes their own yeah so just blind like ranking on... filters yeah there's blind ranking filters but like uh, the best best I guess uh scenario is like we obviously get NBA ones where somebody would yeah. just blind rank five NBA players. Oh. I, I don't really I don't I don't like watching other people's, but I like to make my own. Interesting. When are you making your own? Like if there's a filter or there's this one person I follow where they kind of ask you the question. Right. And I just have to kind of do it in my head. Ah uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or I'll listen to someone do it and then kind of say what I'll do instead of them. Yeah. Yeah, if that makes sense. I just love doing it personally myself. I don't really <laughs> like watching it. At yeah, least I'm it's that. Like, yeah. Who's that going on YouTube? I don't, I don't like it at all because it's like it's not a true representation of what I think. It's just like fluky. Yeah, but I feel like that's the fun of it. Like it's the challenge of trying to make a perfect list. That's the part I enjoy. Okay. 
the challenge. There's like, there was a filter one where there's like S class A, B, and C. Yeah. You've got like four and C, three and B, two and A, one and S. Oh, yeah, another and one. Yeah. There's like an, yeah, there's like an NBA one for that. I love doing that one because it's like, I feel like it's real hard to get a perfect list. Yeah, because that's like 10 guys as well, or nine yeah. guys, way harder. Um, when I watch those videos and they come out with like, it's like an NBA one, and the first name will be like Steph Curry. Like, what? Like, like it's it's up. It's like got to be one, unless you're gonna say like LeBron or like KD. Yeah. But then, what if I don't put a one, and then you just do like four shitters? Like, <laughs> now I look like an idiot, you know? Yeah, fair. Yeah. It's like it gives me anxiety just watching them. <laughs> fair enough. Right? Yeah. No, I enjoy them. Uh, next a one. Good here. divide. A good divide. Next one here is reboots of classic movies or TV shows. Certified or not certified? I'm certified. Um, and just off a recent bias here, I was just talking to Ehaka about it or telling him to watch something. So, I'm not sure if you know, but there's three Godzilla themed uh, movies or TV shows like basically out right now there's this tv show called monarch which is about the like government organization that hunts titans like the big fucking animals like godzilla and kong and stuff there's like a movie it's like the japanese rendition of godzilla it's like godzilla minus one or something and then there's another uh edition of godzilla vs kong um the trailer's been out for so uh I love Godzilla, and I'm going to watch all three of those with <laughs> absolute, you know, just I'm going to be so locked in on those. Um, so yeah, that, that's been recency bias. Like I know there's bad like re, re, reboots and stuff out there, but yeah, off recent recency bias, I'm a I'm a certified. I'm I'm also certified, and that's mainly because I love to reconsume entertainment. So, for example, my favorite TV show of all time, New Girl. I'm currently rewatching it now. Um, I'm, I watch like longer TV shows. Like I just finished like Gen V, but sometimes you know you have dinner, you're like, oh, I want to watch a 20 minute show. Yeah. And like New Girl's always one I chuck on. And this is probably like my eighth or ninth time watching New Girl through. So that shows like I just I love to rewatch it. <laughs> So I'm I'm all for rebooting stuff. I'm trying to think like, of some, like I'd love for them to reboot again. Like I feel like they could be do be done better. Yeah, I think they will be, won't they? I, yeah, I mean that could be because like, they're rebooting Fantastic Four, right? Yeah. Or is it just an extension? No, it's um, no, it must be a reboot because they didn't have it the first time. Yeah, like it's Marvel doing it. I'm sure Marvel will do X Men properly. Because I like, I rewatched X Men probably. I think I might have told you about it. It was quite a few months ago now, to be fair. Um, but I think it's the first time I've watched X Men since like I got into Marvel. So like I've watched X Men when I was a kid, but now that I'm more into Marvel, I was watching X Men, and obviously because like of Marvel Strike Force as well. Like yeah. I know more of the characters, and I'm like watching it. I'm like, man, like it's kind of it's kind of all good, but like 
it could be way better. Like, there's just so many like dope characters in X Men. You know, I think but it is movie. Like, it could be the best. Like Marvel in the movie. movie. Like all they focus on is like Wolverine in the movie. It's like Wolverine yeah. and um, God, what's her what's her name? The girl. Like their relationship, the the threesome, the triangle between him, Wolverine, Rogue. the girl, Jean. No, Jean. Jean. Is Jean Storm? Yeah, no, Jean, Jean Summers, isn't it? Scott Summers, Miss oh, Okay, wait. Maybe she, nah, yeah, that's the love triangle. Mistake. No. No, it's not a mistake. It's, it, yeah, no, I'm right. It's Wolverine, Jean, and, and the, the cycle, uh, Scott. Scott Summers, Cyclops. And maybe they do, maybe they get married. That's why she's Jean Summers. You don't remember in Wolverine One they have that triangle, not Wolverine Run. X Men. Yeah, Mine. no, I know he's he like loves her. I'm just trying to figure out who she, like, who she is. She's is the she one that can, like nah. Rose the one that like touches people and they like die. Jean can like use her mind to control shit. And there's the X Men Dark Phoenix movie where she's like dead but she comes back to life, but that she's evil. Hmm. Fuck, I need to rewatch X Men. Yeah, that's it. I just rewatched. That's why I know. <laughs> but yeah, they focus <laughs> on those three too much. These are all these other cool characters. Yeah, our production team has come through and said that uh, X Men is in the works and the cast is being announced next year. Well, Yaka's Marvel. been wrong before, so Yaka has been wrong before, but we'll trust him here. Uh, last one. Bit of a bit of a sporty one for you here. Certified or not certified? on the recent trend of positionless basketball. And I might just preface it by saying, if anybody is listening that doesn't know what positionless basketball is, obviously you've got you know, your point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. They all kind of have a defined role. But whereas nowadays positionless basketball, similar to what the Spurs are playing, where you're big men, pretty much your point guard, and there's no real defined role. What you, what's your take on that, And I think I think it might be a bit loose, like what the Spurs are doing specifically. Um, I'm going to say certified because I like I like the five positions having a identity to them, and I think it's sort of like the better teams in the league are sort of trending back towards that, like trying to get the ball out of. Back to, back into the point guard's hands, I guess. Like guys like Jokic, um, Giannis, LeBron seem to be like giving it up to the guards a little bit more this year than they have like the previous sort of like four years, I guess. Um, and they're sort of working themselves into the offense later into the set. I think it's probably a better direction for basketball. I don't want to see big guys just get like irrelevant because they can't dribble. You know what I mean? Cause... And I don't think I think that was starting to happen, but kind of like what you said, it's a bit going the opposite way now. Is that I think we've kind of we got to a point where we're like, okay, maybe it's three positions where we have a point guard or an initiator, a big man, and three wings. Yeah. Which I think we've kind of got to now. And I think that's what's made the big man kind of come back a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I think one thing about the the power forward can become positionless as well as the yeah. shooting guard yeah yeah i think they can think just yeah just be established as a wing coming back to kind of what you're saying about people giving the ball up more i think it's because 
defenses have gotten so much better at their rotations and stuff now, I think they'll kind of realize you need that small guard that's going to get into the paint, collapse defenses, and get them rotating to like get them out of their rotations properly. Whereas if you've got yeah. someone like LeBron, you're not going to need to like panic rotate real quickly on somebody like that. I think that's kind of why the little guys are a bit more important these days, getting to the rim. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm kind of similar to you. Like I'm, I am certified on. Like I love just, but I'm more certified on, kind of what we just talked about there, where there is a slight defined role. Like you look at the Toronto Raptors, that won Kawhi Leonard's year. How you just always had five guys on the court that could like create a shot, put the ball on the court, put the ball on the floor, and get your bucket. Yeah, but you still had like Kyle Larry or Kawhi Leonard were your main pick and roll guys. So yeah. it was kind of positionless in the sense that five guys could create and do something, but you still had like a real clear defined role. I think that's what I like. Mm. I think if you move towards positionless basketball, we won't have moments like we had the other night where DeAndre Jordan played because Jokic was out and he absolutely torched the Clippers. Like you're just yeah, not going to you're not going to get that if you if the league continues to trend towards, I don't think it is. I shouldn't say continue to trend because I think it has sort of reverted a little bit, but like DeAndre Jordan's never going to be on a roster. If it gets worse. Yeah. This is never going to be a point where he's important because the opposing centers are going to be, you know, guys like Aaron Gordon, he'll become the ideal center. Mm. So yeah, I, I want it. I want, like yeah, big guys to be able to come in and dominate. So there's got to yeah, be. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we'll lose that because, like, what we'll probably cover later on with the in-season tournament stuff. You look at teams that are like contenders, like the Nuggets or the Lakers. They're so mm. big. And yeah, yeah, you, you're always going to need a big now. I reckon. And what happens to rim protection if we lose traditional bigs? Well, something that like. It would just be basically Indiana. Team that can score 150 points, but probably isn't going to win a seven-game series. I think that's what you probably get. The funny thing is Indiana have two really good shot blockers, but they're like awful at defending the room. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, you're right. It is, it is, they are, yeah, they're very strange. I think that's, yeah, that's probably the the bad way it could go is you have these guys that, you know, they block shots here and there, but they're like, it's essentially just layup lines. Otherwise, yeah, 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 yeah. Not not certified on positionless basketball. All right, well, that wraps us up for our certified, not certified. Good to have it back. I bet you the listeners are fizz to vote on these. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh so our second segment, which we kicked off last week. Uh, I'll, I'm taking the reins on it this week. So our really random question of the week brought to you by Antidrip NZ. Uh, check them out on Instagram, Antidrip NZ. We get all your gym towels and the Instagram page is a few workout videos and some motivation for all you people that need it. I'd just like to also thank them for we ran a competition during the week to give out a free gym towel. One of our very loyal, supportive listeners won that. So it was good to see a loyal listener, part of the CBB faithful, win that, if you will. 
So, yeah, keep an eye on that. We might have another another one in the works later on. But, yeah, shout out to Antidrip. So, the really random question of the week. Hope you've been thinking about it. Your answer, that is. <laughs> Completely forgot about it, eh? <laughs> if you could switch lives with any historical figure for a day, who would it be? And what would you do during that day in their shoes? Jesus, a big one. Hard hitting journalism, right here. I don't know where to go away. Like, there's some moments in time that would be so good to just be like a fly on the wall for, but not be like the person that's like right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh. I almost want like I feel like my answers are all like like real controversial or like bad. Like, kind of want to say like about, Hitler have, just to see what it's about- like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, not in a bad way, just to, but you, no, you I, could, I do you get could, what you mean. You could maybe I end the war. You kind of just want to see the day in the life of Hitler. Like I get what you mean, but you don't yeah. you don't want to participate in any of his bad stuff. I do No, I don't want to do what he's doing. I just want yeah, to see behind closed doors. But I feel like because if you said what would you do in his shoes, if you were Hitler for a day and stopped the war. Would that not mean that Hitler is like still alive to to this day? You know, because what if you got out of his shoes and then ten years afterwards he decided to do it all again? Yeah, and have I then made Hitler look like a good guy for ending the war, even though he started it? And what if he had the ten years to reflect and decided, hey, I won't turn on Russia, because then they might have ended yeah. up winning the war. So you could just that could be like a huge what do they call it? Is it a butterfly effect? Yeah, now he's like a yeah. humanitarian leader. I mean. I, okay, so I took this in a real different approach. Um, <laughs> a historical figure, like my guy's probably not, I mean, he is a historical figure, but I didn't really take it on like how you did where you, you want to be a fly on the wall for this kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so the person I would be is um, uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Interesting. The, 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 what is he? He's the CEO of, Yahoo Amazon. or Amazon. Amazon. So the main reason I'd be this guy is because I'm assuming he's one of the most richest guys in the world, right? Like I don't... I think he is probably. the richest. Okay, well, there you go. So I feel like some of the assets rich is like Mark Zuckerberg and he's kind of just like a creepy dude. <laughs> so, you know. But my main reason for picking old Jeff is just to have this one day where I can just fucking spin large just do everything I've ever wanted to do. Interesting. That's kind that's of my main reason for that. That'd be pretty sick. Like, uh, yeah, nah, that'd be legit. Just go like just court side like an NBA finals game. Just have like, yeah, just have like a fun day. Buy a fucking like nightclub. Go, yeah, go to a nightclub to make it rain just with hunnets. Anything I've ever wanted to do. Endless possibilities. It would actually be real fun. But then again, you've only got a day, so it could be pretty tricky to fit it all in. So are you just becoming him any day that's been before? Like you can just teleport back to him on that day? Yeah, I don't really know. Or it could be tomorrow. It's pretty loose. Could be tomorrow. Yeah, pretty loose. I had another one, like another fly on the wall situation. Yeah, yeah, go on. (laughs) 
sort of like equally as loose, but just like being George Bush at the moment <laughs> that the second plane hit the tower. Oh, you know? God. Like, just imagine but, the chaos. But then know. you're going to have to be dealing with all his anxiety. That's why I said I'd rather be like a fly on the wall in that situation than him. Right, so like one of his security officers. Yeah, maybe somebody somebody in the room. That feels like a waste, though. But I would imagine all the, like secrets, just all the secrets you would find out. It'd be crazy. Man, that's a real good point. Fuck. <laughs> just like what about like that, you know the person that like types shit up? Just so it's like a. I don't know if they have one of those in like the room and when government's doing shit, but like that person. You could even go like, like assuming it's. You know, if, if you're this person and say they die, like you don't actually die, you just go back to your normal body. So yeah. if that happened, love to be like somebody on the plane for that plane that went missing. What you the, know the one? To, the Malaysia, MH. MH, yeah. yeah, the one that has the Netflix documentary. Yeah, just to be like somebody that knows what happened. You know, well, would you come back knowing? You'd be like, ah, oh, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> I've cracked it. I've cracked it, guys. Just like 10 years later, some random dude just like, oh, by the way. Or fucking um, Madeline's parents. Oh, how about Madeline McCain? Or Madeline McCain. There you go. That would be, man. Yeah, you could get. This would be an absolute true crime. Like, oh, imagine. I reckon you've cracked it. That's probably a better way to do it. Imagine if you led the Portuguese police to her, and she was still guys, alive. Guys, I was Madeline McCain. McCain. I was what was it? What's her last name? McLean. McCain. McCain. I think McCain. McCain. Like guys, I was Madeline McCain for a day. I know where I am. Follow me. <laughs> imagine, imagine trying to explain that to somebody. Yeah, you probably wouldn't get people understanding it. I feel like you'd have to do like a, um, it's just like a tip, like an anonymous tip off. Yeah, on the tip line. I don't know what my real answer would be. Like those <laughs> moments really interest me. Just uh, some of like the like most historical moments. Yeah. You know, being like a real cool one is like to be Usain Bolt when he ran like the hundred meter world record. Just know what that feels like? It'd be pretty <laughs> sick. Pure ecstasy of winning. Yeah. Well, what about yeah. Neil Armstrong? Go to the moon. Or to the Hollywood studio, if you will. Oh, <laughs> oh can of moon there. Maybe just be a cameraman on the set. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. I'd actually, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just lock in on those two. <laughs> Wait, what? What two? Usain and Neil? No, Hitler and George Bush. <laughs> okay, Hitler and George Bush. <laughs> no, but not. No, a person, person in the room with them. All right. But then they might not okay. be with them the whole time. Fuck. I don't want to imagine that. Uh, I wouldn't want to be George Bush and getting up on like that podium, you know? Fuck that. Yeah. I like yeah, your idea man. of the person on the missing flight. I just want to know, man. Or in the car with Tupac, like, who really shot him? Shit. Unsolved yeah. murders. You get real deep with it. <laughs> you could get real deep with it. Um, so that was our really random question brought to you by uh, Anti Drip NZ. 
thanks, oh, uh, thanks, the, thanks, the boys at Anti Drop NZ. It was a sponsored segment. I probably shouldn't have done those two people. I mean, I feel like we took it a good route, though. You know, we weren't con- fair enough. No, we fair, were yeah, condoning yeah. what they did. Yeah. You just, yeah. you just want to know. You want to know more details. You're a historian at heart. Yeah, we just, yeah, we want the full truth. Yeah. And I feel like this is a good opportunity to get the full truth. Yeah. Yeah, you're 100% right there. I think the Madeline McCann one might be actually be the best because surely that's the biggest, like... Unsolved. Unsolved mystery. Like, worldwide. I reckon it probably is. Or the flight. Yeah. That or the flight. But I feel like Madeline McCann's bigger because it was, like, a, a kid, so everybody could, like, relate to it. Oh, Wait, do they not know who killed JFK? Yeah, he hacked her in the uh, just dropped in Wikipedia for JFK. I thought they, I thought they found the person that did it. No, I thought they didn't. Oh, oh god, that's a whole podcast in its own. He hacked stuff in the can of worms, allegedly. Oh, okay, allegedly. All right, we're going allegedly. down. A, we're going down a poor path here. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a great question, and shout out to our anti drip. Check them out yeah. on Instagram. Shout out to them. Uh, next up, let me just hop over the slides here. In-season tournament. Bit of now, the last time we spoke was before the quarters. Yep. Yeah. All, all the knockout games have been since last time. Yeah. Did you tune into them? I did tune in, actually. Um, specifically, the Lakers ones a bit more intently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I we had I that wa- Suns that Suns quarterfinal bit of controversy. Yeah. There was the whole timeout thing at the end. Um, I mean, they had their opportunities to win it, so that is what, what it KD is. KD said after the game as well. He that's what I really like about him is he's real like, he's a real realist, Basel purist. He kind of just said like that one moment doesn't define the game, but there was other opportunities we had to win or lose the game. Yeah, I don't like that Devin Booker got on Instagram in the locker room straight after and blamed the refs. Like, bro, you had like nine turnovers or something. You know? Yeah. You gotta hold yourself accountable in those moments. I think the Lakers just really get under Booker's skin. Yeah. They bring the worst out of him. He gets quite irritated, I feel like, it, like yeah. pretty easily. Like, he brought the whole fucking double team thing up when he beat the Knicks. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Like, bro, just move on, eh? Nobody else talks about it except him. Yeah. Been hanging out um, with the Kardashians too much. It's too dramatic. I paid attention to Pace's Boston. Yeah, that it was, was a good game. Simi? No. No, that was their quarter. That was a quarter. That, yeah, that was a really good game. Boston, real quick on them. Real different team without Porzingis, I reckon. I think he just adds that extra, we just can't help at all on anybody. And he just adds that wrinkle of if people start switching, it just causes like a massive mismatch. Yeah. Like whereas Tatum can kind of bully somebody, but no one else really can. I don't want to go as far as saying unstoppable when they have Porzingis, but it almost feels that way. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, they just they look completely different, and teams just they 
they in particular and the Bucks as well, they just can't hang on with the um, Halliburton's pace. No. Like, I haven't watched a whole lot of Indiana, but I watched, I watched, I watched all three of the in-season tournament games. And fuck, they were lightning quick, man. I think if the Celtics, that's what, like I said before, when on last week's pod, I was like, there these teams like the Bucks and the Celtics, probably Philly, would deal to Indiana in a playoff series pretty easily. But you don't want to get them in a one game, um, yeah, a one game matchup when, I mean, I don't know how much scouting they're putting in, but I can't imagine it's anywhere close to like a playoff level. Um, and Boston have the tools to stop Halliburton. Like they can, they can throw Holiday at him, throw White at him, um, even throw Jalen Brown at him. That's three good big defenders that can do. We'll, we'll cover it more, but what essentially Cam Reddish did to him in the in the final, you know, just get on him early, get the ball out of his hands. But I'd feel like they didn't scout it enough. They probably thought they could go blow for blow, which mm. they did for a long time. Um, and then Indiana ran away with it at the end. The, the best thing I felt about that game, it really set the tone for the knockout games. That was the first one. Mm. Um, and you could see how much it meant to the paces. I think that's, that's what got them over there, at the, over the hump at the end. Um, and it, yeah, just set a tone for all the knockout games, I reckon. I loved how much the benches celebrated. Like that's where you kind of knew, like, oh yeah, this is this is gonna be sick. Yeah. Like that paces bench, like they were almost like running onto the court. Like they were so electric. I, I loved it. Eh? I think there was something like the paces have like seven guys that earn under two million dollars. Yeah, I also saw that. So people were saying that's kind of why they're celebrating because they're about to make so much bang. Yeah. But it's like that's the point of it that's why the prize is there to mm. get certain people paid and i think it was dame that said the reason he was taking it so serious was so he could get guys like that paid yeah you know, there's especially like in his shoes people have you know people have to sacrifice money to play on teams with dame well not dame specifically but superstars making that much money you know because not everybody on these rosters can be making absolute coin like on you know, teams with sort of less talent at the top, the money's a bit more spread out. So yeah. these superstars really want to win for the bottom of the bench, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that was cool. I think I saw today uh, that they were con- talking about considering, like, guaranteeing a playoff spot or something like that. Yeah. I reckon if they can work that into it, I, I think it might have been on Bill's podcast or somebody talked about, where instead of just guaranteeing a playoff spot, you like move up a bracket. So say if you're playing, you're guaranteed. I think it was like KRC, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. So if you're playing, you're guaranteed a six seed. If you're the fourth, if you're the six seed, you're guaranteed like a home series, something like that. We just move yeah. up. I reckon that will be a real sick way to do it. I because I, agree I think something like this would be, bro. you know, like the All Star when they changed the to that the, the Kobe rule like after he died where it was like the first team to 24 yeah 24 the, points added on from the top added, yeah, the winners yeah. Score, yeah the and that first year like it was fucking sick and then each year it just kind of got like a little bit worse less and less yeah yeah 
And I think that could maybe kind of happen with this, where teams like the first one around are like, fuck yeah, we want to win it. Like, that's what LeBron talked about because it's the first ever. Yeah. You know? A lot of records can be broken. Bro- what did he say? A lot of records can be broken, but you can never break being the first one to do something. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always going to give you an extra incentive. But if you're guaranteed something like that, I think it'd be really beneficial, especially for teams you look at the Lakers if they have injury concerns. You know, they always talk about AD being injured. It's kind of like injury insurance or a team like the Clippers or, you know, I, I don't know. I think it just kind of gives you a bit more insurance so teams might kind of try to push for it. Yeah, I think the, like, the reverse to that in terms of it being a negative is say the Clippers win it 20 games into the season. They've, they're guaranteed a playoff spot. Now they rest Paul George, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard. No, no, but what if it was just guaranteed a bump up? Yeah, that's what I think. That would be better. But then it's yeah. hard. Like, how how do you justify the team that gets knocked out if it knocks somebody out? You know, like somebody's worked hard to get into the sixth seed to avoid the play-in. The winner finishes seventh. They get bumped over the sixth. Six goes into the play-in. Then they lose the first one, lose the second one. They're out of the playoffs. I think that kind of, I mean, it's tough, but I think that's what a lot of people talked about with, when the play-in was first introduced. They said, how yeah, is it fair? Even team can fall all the way out. Yeah, but I think it just comes down to the end of it. Like, shit happens. You've just got to be better at the end of the day. Like, and you're Neil a six seed for a reason. You know? If you're not mentally tough enough to win these one of two yeah. single elimination games, you shouldn't be in the playoffs anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, there will be that kind of back to it, but... No. I like the um, Lakers hanging at banner because I feel like... It's I reckon it's hilarious. Of, it's, hilarious people that don't like it. It's corny in a way because it's like, well, oh, it doesn't mean anything. Why it's corny. Well, it only doesn't mean anything to the people that didn't win. And as, as most things in life do. Friend of the pod, Nick, he's been bringing up a lot and I reckon he thinks it's really corny. But that's a classic Celtics fan. Yeah. Like, you guys are just shit cunts that can't win anything. You know? <laughs> I yeah. hate hate subjects. It also makes me think, um, like Tyrese Halliburton is going to come in and see that. You know, he's talked about how annoyed he is at losing. What happens next time he comes to LA and plays and sees that shit up? Exactly. See, I think it, it, it's going to mean something to him seeing that. Yeah. Like you like it, what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's I think it's cool to do it. Like, why not? Like they're not, and it's like a special banner where they'll add to it. Like, it's not going to be heaps yeah. of separate banners. and Like, some teams have with divisions. Like, divisions yeah. don't mean shit in the NBA, but some teams hang division banners and add to it every time they win. Yeah. I think I Dick's think... just mad they're running out of room for the most racist fans award hanging in the rafters <laughs> at the, the TD Garden. I think he's just mad that the Celtics have only won, like, five legit titles. <laughs> I mean, how many titles have they won since the NBA was relevant? I reckon oh. you go, you go Bird Magic era from then. You know, they're probably only won like four. Hey, Huck, please share uh, this segment to Nick at work tomorrow. Maybe on a Zoom call with everybody. <laughs> the HR Zoom call. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, real other for me for the in season tournament, I think without being too Lakers bias, one thing I, I reckon we talk about. Well, I know Ehak does a lot as well, as he hates, he's not a big Darvin Ham fan. 
But I reckon he is low-key a real good game planner and kind of like in-game adjuster to things, especially defensively. Not offensively, but defensively. Yeah. And what I mean by that is the way, obviously, like you talked about, like Cameron is pick up Halliburton full court. Anytime he turns an angle or anything, we're going to show Tilden, get the ball out of his hands. And then what they started to do is they made it where anywhere he kind of went, he'd see like a, as soon as he kind of like came across half court and changed an angle, whatever angle he went to, that person would come shadow to him. So it got to the point where he's like, okay, everywhere I go, I'm going to see another person. Yeah. So they started forcing him to play Indiana to play pick and roll offense, which they don't play a lot of. And I think that's back to last week's conversation about Halliburton is I think that's one of his weaknesses is he's not great in the pick and roll. I think he's real good at changing his pace and playing under control and he doesn't turn the ball over much, but I think his decision-making in the pick and roll game isn't great. And I think that was kind of Indiana's downfall in that game and somewhere where he needs to improve to kind of get into that top five, which we were talking about. That was a very loaded statement talking about Lakers defense and last week's thing about Tyrese Halliburton, but that's kind of the difference I saw in that game was the way they guarded him. Yeah, they took away the pace. I hope we'll we'll stop on the final. Um, as I just quickly want to touch on um, the semifinals as well, because. Specifically, the Lakers Pelicans game. Um, it's not even like a basketball related thing I see in the Pelicans. It's more like it probably comes from the coach. I don't know where, like, how else you take it out, but sometimes in big games, everybody on the Pelicans just seems too cool to be there. And it's not like it, it is an effort thing. And they just don't, yeah, they just don't put in any effort and they just sort of like mope around like they're not down. There's no urgency. Like they were down like 30 and the starters were still out there. And Brandon Ingram still taking contested pull-ups. Like surely at that time, it's try something different, move the ball as fast as you can, swing it side to side, get the Lakers defense moving. Um, But yeah, I just feel like they have this personality to them where sometimes they just get into the shell where they're, it's just yeah, it's just like they're too cool. Like somebody like at school just thinks they're too cool to fucking like do art or something, you know? It's just what it yeah. reminds me of. No, I, I do I do get what you're saying. I think that is a bit of a product of having a star like Brandon Mingram as your kind of main guy, because everything he does is difficult. And if it's yeah. not working, it's kind of oh uh, like you said, I'm too cool for this shit anyway. They don't have a true point guard either. No. That's a big big issue for them. I think, I mean, everyone's kind of been beating it to death, but I think their biggest issue is Zion's fat. <laughs> like, Bro, I haven't watched that much Pelicans this year, but when I have, like, I haven't thought, wowee, like, he's well overweight. But watching that Laker game, it was like, holy shit. He looked worse. I, like I reckon got he... Vegas and, like, had a 24-hour buffet or something. <laughs> I, I, I watched quite a few... Uh, pace, uh, Pelicans games and I reckon he's just getting worse and worse like there's photos of him during the off season like media day for this mm. season and he looked so in shape yeah 
but now he's like fucking huge again. I've seen also because his way his contract works, I think he has to show up to training camp in a certain shape, and that's what gives him his money. Yeah, all right. So yeah, but like fuck, I just like I love Zion. Him, his time at Duke, like I've always had a Duke, but like his time at Duke, I was just, I was so. In, I mean, obviously because Cameron was there as well, but like that was when I loved RJ Barrett because of all his like Canada shit, the World Cup, and just like those three. Like, it was just electric, and him coming to the NBA, I was like, fuck yeah. And then there was, obviously, the injuries kind of held him back, but when they made him point Zion, his pace and control, and, like, he was just unreal. But that's just, like, so gone now. It's just, like, it's like just this blob running down the court. He doesn't shoot enough. He's so unaggressive. Like, it, it, somebody then, just needs to show like him, today, like, Joel Embiid tape. Yeah. But then you look at, like, today, where he is aggressive, so it's like, yeah, it was awesome, and they were awesome, and they beat the best team in the league. Yeah, <laughs> where this is the thing though. Like every now and again, they just have this one, this one-off game where they're just too cool to be there. It's just the weirdest yeah, thing. I think. I wonder if there has been a bit of a push by the coach to make Brandon Graham more of a focal point, and that's kind of fucking up with Zion a bit, maybe with his aggressiveness, because he does kind of tend to like give it up, and then kind of like, oh, now what do I do? Yeah, I think that, yeah, I don't think he wants to be a playmaker. I did think he did say in like a uh, press conference interview something about, they asked him about like the playmaking. Um, and he said something like almost one of those like um, hidden meaning sort of answers like, oh, like I do what the team needs. Yeah. You know? One of those like implying that it's not what he wants to do. Yeah, I get it, man. Just dominate, bro. Just get fit and dominate. You'd be top five player in the league if you did. I mean, he was for like a fucking three month stretch. Like, yeah, he was best the best player in the league for that stretch. Like, he was just unstoppable. The Pelicans were unstoppable. Hard. Yeah, they were the best team in the league. Yeah, literally. What were they? They were like the two seed before he got injured. There, eh? I'm, I'm pretty sure they got to the first seed. Jeez. Yeah. And then they sure went all the way up. Surely that potential excites them, you know, makes yeah. them want to be better. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think of um, the Pacers-Bucks game? Um, yeah, it was It was good. Obviously, it just kind of shows you everything with the Bucks that they can't stop anybody, and that kind of comes with a downfall. But then, you obviously, you had Dame who then turned it on. And it looked like they were going to kind of run away. Well, not run away with it, but look like they were going to end up winning the game. Mm. But it just ended up too much. I loved his answer. I don't know if you saw it when they talked about Tyrese Halliburton doing the Dame time. And Dame was just kind of like, like it is what it is. Like, I dish it out. I need to be able to take it. Yeah. I loved his response to that. Love that. Love that from Dame. It was it was pretty cold from Tyrese to pull it on him though, eh? Yeah. Really was. I think also you can kind of see I mean quite a bit's come out from that game. They've talked about how they've kind of gone back to their old way of playing and they've kind of gone away from what Adrian Griffin had installed. And now mm. Bobby Portis is like calling him out in the locker room and so I think it's yeah. some cracks are starting to show there. Definite disconnect between player and co- players and coach. Obviously, Dame has never been like 
a big best friend with the coach sort of guy. Um, he's sort of always been on like his own wave. From all accounts, like really great teammate. Um, but you know, happy to force a coach out if needed. And then Giannis, like, like that's probably a bad rap to put on him. Um, <laughs> makes him sound like James Harden, not that bad, really um, does. And then, like, yeah, Giannis, like, well, this is supposed to be like his guy, but he seems to be the one that sort of has the, the most disconnect with him, yeah. So, I I think a lot about because Nick Nurse apparently was deciding between Bucks and Philadelphia. I just think so much about like what Nick Nurse could have done with this team. Because you see, like I love I love Philadelphia and I love I love Joel Embiid. It's been great to see him kind of actually play like the MVP. But like Giannis is the freak for a reason. Like like if Nick Nurse could have turned done something good with this team, like what could Giannis be like? Hmm. Yeah, shows how much a good coach actually means. Uh, the Bucks' offense would be an absolute juggernaut with Nick Nurse. I mean, imagine Giannis just running more like DHOs and more, just getting him more in like space and more movement off him and less, yeah, less, pick, less pick and roll, more, yeah. less pick and roll as a screener, more just yeah, more movement, pass cut action, DHO, like you say. The way, yeah, and B's working now. A lot of, a lot of playmaking out of the high post. Even like Brook Lopez, if they gave like worked him like that, it'd be yeah. I'm sure he can playmake like being that big. Yeah. Good, real good touch, but yeah, I think Griffin seemed to be more like a really wanted to change the defense. And that just hasn't worked at all. But they're not no. a defensive team. Like they have individually, they have great defenders, but they're not deep enough. And they don't have the right, like they don't have a good connection as the five that's out there most of the time. Yeah. Um, and I think he just needs to sell out on that and go, like, we're just going to outscore people. Sort of, sort of like the Boston way, because they have the firepower. Like, they could play like Indiana, but they have the the star caliber to be a better version of Indiana, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. So quickly to wrap up the in-season tournament, um, all-tournament team, we had Giannis Antetokounmpo, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Tyrese Halbert, and LeBron James. I don't know about you, but I'm not surprised at all by that list. I think that's probably no. the great five. I think Brandon I think Ingram one, played himself out of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think with, with something like this, the final game is really going to come into it. So, like you said, Brandon Ingram has a dud, so he's gone. Yeah, because he and then just making it like well. a game. Yeah, just making it a game further than KD, like sort of gets the upper hand. But then when you play that badly in that extra game, it's like, oh, actually, maybe not. And then I think one other thing, and don't have a whole lot to say about it because it's you know, you've probably seen it everywhere, but just Anthony Davis's monster game. Yeah, I think it was unreal. I think that's why you just never give up on the Lakers and why even when they have these struggles, all they gotta do is get to the playoffs and you see what happened. Hmm. Like they were a 
yeah, playing team and they made it to the West Conference Finals. Like, and if you if you can get Anthony Davis playing somewhat like this, like fuck me. I don't know if you watched the pregame. Bob Myers was on the um, countdown um, panel. The ex Warriors. Yeah, team. yeah, yeah. And they were doing like their predictions and stuff, and he was like, "Lake is like easy. They're just too big." And he was just going on and on about Anthony Davis. He's like, you guys like shit on him all the time for being injured, but you don't understand like what's going to happen here. He's like, I literally witnessed this less than yeah. half a year ago. Yeah. He's, he literally went out and did everything Bob Myers predicted. He just like nailed it on the head. Eh? I was, and I, it was real refreshing to hear it from somebody that's like, experienced it firsthand and like these other guys going to sit up there and be like oh he's injured all the time he can't do it every night blah 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 it's like yeah but when going you- along with that i think on the i don't know if you noticed during the game doc rivers talked about it where he said basically kind of similar stuff to what you're saying there but he's like you know Anthony davis he might have those nights where we question his consistency offensively rah, 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 but for this team to do good, all he needs to do is provide constant energy on defense. And that's what he's been doing all year. Yeah. Like it was nice to hear that from, again, somebody who's seen it firsthand, knowing that just because his numbers offensively aren't up there, like what he does defensively is just insane. Yeah. I like these people that have come directly from the game into the media. Right? It's like refreshing. Yeah, so do I. They're not like full, just like negative storyline, like clickbait sort of things. It's, it's more like accurate. That's what something I like. Uh, Kendrick Perkins always got a lot of shit for like his takes, but he always had like he he went out there because obviously he's trying to make money on TV. But he also yeah. had some like real like true stuff that you just didn't yeah. hear from other people. That was like yeah. I don't know if other people didn't want to say it because it's not like the way they presented. It, it's not you know drawing in viewers. But when Kendrick Perkins says it, it's like fuck. Actually, that's kind of like true. And that's like actual. Yeah. Real well said. Uh, and yeah, I'd love to see more people like that in the media. Not that uh, I guess coaches aren't going to give up their job to go do that. Bob Myers was a weird one coming from like a GM to like an ESPN role. Even though everybody seemed to think he was going to do it, like it just seems like a real random transition. It's because he saw the downfall happening, mate. Yeah, I was it? Stephen A said, well, I think it was Stephen A said, I commend you on jumping off the Titanic before it had the iceberg. <laughs> Summon along those lines. Have gold. I was like, yeah, he, he saw it coming. He didn't want to be involved in that shit. He didn't want to be the one to make the big calls. Mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any, any moon off in season tournament? Do you have any takes that you want to get off your hand? I do. We can yeah, one of them just transitions right off that Bob Myers take. And this is what I said. I've been sitting on for a while, which people have started to um, sort of talk about now. Basically, um, how bad, or not bad, but the issues that Golden State have, like how old old they are. Um, Andrew Wiggins being like out of shape. When I first had this... Um, I guess take it was I don't even re- know that the whole Andrew Wiggins story about how he like showed up um out of condition like overweight 
Um, I just thought he was just back to classic Andrew Wiggins, like hates basketball vibes. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I didn't realize he also had this, you know, lack of conditioning behind him. But it originally started with, I think, honestly, they need to start Kaminga. Everybody just keeps saying he's raw, he's raw, he's raw as this project. But like, let's be real, he's their second best player. Mm. And he, who cares if he's if he's raw? He'll learn if he's out there. You can't give him seven minutes one night because he turned it over and played bad defense a couple of positions in a row and then give him 28 minutes the next night because fucking Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green are playing like dog shit. It's like, just get him out there consistently. Get him in the rotation with Steph. And so he's going to be playing with, you know, Steph probably has, what, three, four more yeah, all-star so. all level years in him. Um, and Kaminga's part of that. So get him out there now. Like, just cut. Like, I know it's tough, I but think, that's why Bob Myers left. Just cut ties with somebody, one of the three. Clay, Draymond. to back off, piggyback off what you're saying there, a wee hot take for you. I reckon this is why... Uh, Steve Kerr is an overrated coach because he's essentially inherited this finished product. Yeah. He's just changed the way they played. You look, he's got these young guys in, like you talk about Kaminga, where he'll make one defensive lapse and instead of coaching him through this and making him better, he's like, fuck it, I just won't play. I'll play somebody that can already do something. You know? Yeah, just he's not like actually coaching these guys. Or Draymond back in. Mm. And then like Moody as well. I think Moody Moody should start for them. Yeah, the I, I I agree. Definitely Moody. Not sure about the Kaminga, but Moody should start. Moody's a he's already a, a polished NBA player. He's a lot he's a lot less raw than Kaminga. His ceiling is lower, but yeah. his floor is higher. Um and I think he's like he'd be perfect next to Steph as well. He can shoot, he can play make, he can defend. He's, yeah. you know, they love Gary Payton the third because of how good defensively he is. Moses Moody is better at everything than Gary Payton except defending. Mm. So why not give him these extra minutes? It's like just because he's young, it's got this like tag on him where he can't be like relied on. And mm. I don't know if that maybe it doesn't even come from Steve Kerr. Like maybe it comes from Clay and Draymond. They don't have any like even Steph. That maybe they just don't have respect for the young guys. The because of how successful they were without them. It's like sort of we don't need you mentality. I don't know. Like they don't really show yeah. it. But it could be something along those lines. Yeah, fair. So, yeah, that that was the take anyway. They need to start Kaminga and Moody. Like before it's too late. Just don't waste Steph. Top ten yeah. player all time, you know, just don't waste don't waste the end of his career. Yeah, I mean something's gotta be done. Yeah. Mm. Did you have any others? Um, my other one sort of, even though I follow on from that, it's about um, KD and Steph. So I'm not sure, well, you probably are aware because you're as big of a fan as me, but Steph Curry and KD are actually really old. Um, <laughs> so they're both, they're both, they're both 35. Um, and, you know, you recall the, the memes about LeBron, you know, five years ago, this, this Tom Fuller will not go on for much longer. LeBron was yeah. 33, 33 at that time. And we were talking about, oh, yeah, at 33, this can't go on much longer, but it's still happening at 38, about to be 39. 
yet nobody seems to talk about KD and Curry being this good at 35 when about, I don't know, four other players have been this good at that age ever. And it's just like overshadowed massively by the fact LeBron's doing it at 38. I just want I to think... sort of give them some respect for how good they are at the 30, at age 35. I reckon it kind of goes into a lot of a lot of what LeBron Hayes will talk about where as somebody talks about this old age stuff, they're like, yeah, well, modern medicine's so much better now. And I think that, I mean, kind of like KD and stuff are kind of showing that maybe this is the case. Not to back up the LeBron hating. I'm meaning like medicine has come so far, like maybe this is going to start being the norm. But in saying that, you look at guys like Russell Westbrook or James Harden, where they aren't real, it's obvious the decline's hitting them. So the, the argument there is James Hunt obviously doesn't invest in himself like those other guys do. I would say Russell Westbrook does. It's just, but he was so heavily reliant on athleticism, I guess. Yeah. Whereas that was, the, that was the meme in the bubble, right? Like, ah, uh, Russell Westbrook was came after LeBron, yet LeBron is still here and Russell Westbrook gone already. But yeah, that was like three years ago now. Um, I think yeah, that's a good point what you say about modern medicine sort of breaking the mold. Like KD tore his Achilles. How often has an Achilles ruined a career? Even some of the most um not I was gonna say athletic players, but non-athletic players like Demarcus Cousins ended his career. He wasn't yeah, athleticism wasn't even his thing, it was just his size. But yeah. because he was that big and lost half a step career over. You know, and and Katie's had numerous other injuries as well, like either you know the Tommy Jones fracture of the foot, yeah, which is always the, really bad. A few knee especially injuries, for tall guys as well. Yeah, so, he had that whole hit the whole season with the foot, eh? Yeah, 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 and then and then the whole season with the Achilles. That you kind size. of forget how injury prone, well, not injury prone, but how many massive injuries he's had. That's I think yeah, you yeah. know sometimes where it'll pop up like oh Katie's just past 13th all-time in scoring you're like fuck how is he not way higher than that yeah it's how many yeah it's probably it's got to be what almost four seasons lost to injury yeah two full seasons plus the other stuff here and there that's the crazy thing about lebron like you're never gonna you have to be healthy Mm. you can be good but you also have to be healthy which is you know that's the that's the variable I just wanted to yeah, shout out Steph, Steph and KD. Two guys I haven't been the biggest fan of forever. Um, but yeah, this is what happened with Kobe. Same for me. I used to hate Kobe, but the older I got, the older he got, I just appreciated greatness. <laughs> I think they, they need to be appreciated a little more. Well, a little more is probably an overstatement. They get appreciated a lot, but just for what they're doing at this age. Yeah, I think also with Golden State being worse, it's made me appreciate Curry more. Because I don't have to put up with all the like fake fan bullshit with Golden State. Yeah. Now I just get to actually just watch and appreciate Curry. Yeah, hundred percent. Back is. Yeah, no, nah. I won't, I won't yeah. go on. I won't go on. I won't go on. <laughs> what um, is there anything else that you wanted to cover? No, that was that was that was sort of. I think know. one thing, real quick. Shout out to Brian James for making his college debut. 
did I don't know if you yeah. saw the the block. I did. That's... I was like, um, it was the video I saw was captioned like Igadala's son's uh, yeah. son just had shivers. I was like, is that Igadala's son? Fuck, how poetic would that be? Unreal. But <laughs> man, that it was just it was cool seeing that. And real one last statement on the athleticism thing is like how fucking healthy and how good did LeBron look in that in season final? Yeah. He was fucking quick. He was bouncing off people. He was jumping everywhere. He was moving constantly. That's I feel fucking, like he's um I don't it probably hasn't been spoken about, but I feel like maybe he's the way he prepares himself now, he's changed from like a real athletic, I'm gonna go up and over you to I'm gonna go low through you. Yeah. And he's He's yeah. doing that whole flexing thing all the time now. He he takes in this uh, in season tournament. He's taking everything so personally. Eh? Like I love it. Bumping people is just like get off me. But it's not really like been his thing. It's pretty much what I've always been calling for from him, and so I just fucking I just love to see it. That's what he did from the, with the heat though. To be fair, when he was just like nah, fuck everybody, I'm bigger than you. That's where he was like in his fucking villain era. Villain era. So Shout good. out Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're certified, not certified. I'm saying something era. No, not certified. Also not certified on saying it's giving. Oh, man. Fuck, I hate that. It's giving. One what? of my students. So in real, real sidebar before we finish here into the quiz is I've been playing music in P last few lessons because we've just been playing games because we've like wrapped up the year. Yeah. We've wrapped up our assessment and I've just been playing like Christmas music. And like, I don't really like Christmas. I like Christmas music. But I feel like this is kind of what your parents did where they, they don't love it, but they know you hate it more. So they play it to kind of spite you, <laughs> if that makes sense. So I'm kind of doing yeah. that with my students. And one of my, like it started and this one girl was like, it's giving Christmas. And I was like, nah. <laughs> no. It's worse. It's worse when it's blatantly obvious. You're like, it's not giving Christmas. It is Christmas. You dumb Yeah. Ass. I was like, I was like, pink slip. Nah, you're gone. Pink slip, you're gone. I'll not stand for this. Referred. Um, yeah. So lead us into the quiz here. If you could accept my screen share. Fine. I have. I don't know whether I actually said on the pod last week, but I was going to do an NRL career paths with you. Mm. So let's pray that this works. There we go. First up, we have 2013, 2015 with the Manly. And that's meant to say 2016 to 2023, which is present Parramatta Eels. Right. Goodness. And I, um, I'll say the first few are considered easy. Oh, So I don't think two outside the box. Considered easy? I don't know, man, two, 2016. Current Parramatta Eel. Old enough. But almost, it won't oh, be many. Yeah. Is it a big junior parlor? No. Oh, it's a good guess. 
Is it his, is it his front row, mate? RCG? Nah. Goodness. Well, I'll give you one more guess. Who who's who's played for these guys? Who plays for them right now? Ten years in the game. Not Mitch. Not Dylan. Not one of those centers. They're both young. Oh, is it Gutho? Yeah. Gutho. <laughs> Forgot he was there. I, as you were listening to the players, like I feel like he's forgotten about Gutho. Yeah, yeah. No, he yeah, he probably should come to mind straight away. I just thought the props because they're both quite old. It's like, yeah, Barlow yeah, was a good guess because it's like well, obviously Dylan's just been there. Moses was Tigers. I was like, who else has been around for a while? Like Madison's quite young. Yeah, yeah. Completely forgot about Gutho. Oh, Gutherina. Next up. Sharks, 2011 to 2013. Then the Warriors for a year. Back to the Sharks. Back to the Warriors for a year. And currently with the Cowboys. Oh, say less. Chad Townsend. Yeah, I thought it would be easy. Chad Townsend. The drop goal goat. The drop goal goat. 2018 2023. Brisbane Broncos. Paid Haas. Yeah, so that might be like, oh, how could you guess this based off one thing? But isn't he like the only player that's been around since 2019 for the Broncos? Yeah, I think it's the longest tenured Bronco. Yeah. Current uh, Bronco. I believe they'll get a little bit harder. Oh, oh yes, it's like this one here. Here we go. Jackson Hastings. Jackson Hastings. <laughs> he knows He knows the man. <laughs> Before you can even rattle off the teams, I'm sorry. What gave it away for him? Was it just Tigers to Knights? Uh, Tigers, Knights, and then the gap. Right. Four-year hiatus in the Super yeah. League. True. Yeah. Uh, next one. Broncos, 2017-2022. One year with the Titans, and then currently with the Dolphins. Oh, this is our very own St. Bede's finest, Jermaine Asako. Or as that commentator like to say, Jermaine Isako. He really Isako. hit that. He really hit that those A's quite hard. Maybe yes. these are all easy for you. Uh, you're uh, trying to stump me there with the Wii Titans uh, stop. Thought I could maybe catch the napping. 2014-2017 Tigers, 2017-2023 Parramatta Eels. It's got to be Mitch Moses. Yeah. As soon as you start saying Mitch Moses, before, I was like, yeah, he's going to get this real easy. <laughs> Mitchell Moses, one of the greatest Tigers exodus that they always talk about. You've got him, Teddy. Fox. People like to say the Fox, but I, I, I wouldn't class the Fox in there, but Fox, yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. This one here. I reckon you won't get this one. Sharks 2017, 2018 for a year. Knights 2019. Back to the Sharks for 2022 present day. I'll give you a hint. They're back. They're back. Yeah. Interesting. How well does he know the Sharks players? Not Nico. 
Not Matt Moylan. Not Molotalo. Honestly, it could be Sione Katoa. Could be. I don't know where Sifatalakai came from. I'm pretty no, nah, it can't be him. I'm pretty sure he played for somebody weird. Um who else is there? Will Kennedy? Could be Will Kennedy. I want to go Sione Katoa. Not Sione Katoa. Fuck. Will Kennedy then. Nah. Jesse Not Raymond, Kennedy. mate. Oh, no chance. Did not know Jesse Raymond even played for the Knights, eh? Uh, he, I think, his first stint with the Sharks, he only played like two games. What year what years was, was that? So he was with the Sharks 2017 and 2018, the Knights for a year in 2019, and then back to the Sharks. Debut seven years ago. Yeah. He doesn't feel like he's been in the, in the NRL that long, eh? I believe this could be the last one. I reckon you'll get this one easy. This was quite an easy career pass here. But last one. No, not the last one. Sorry. Broncos, 2019-2021. Storm, 2022-2023. I have a feeling this might be the most overrated player in the league. Javier Coates. Xavier Coates, you are correct. Xavier Coates. I'm pretty sure I had my dates wrong there. I believe no. he went in 2021, didn't he? No, he's only been there for two years. Oh, okay. Well, I, I nailed it then. Xavier you Coates. This, you say this is easy, but I reckon if it was any harder, I wouldn't get it, eh? <laughs> I reckon I have a massive drop-off. Like, I'm good with... If you did, like, anybody retired, I probably wouldn't get it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel like that'd be too too hard. Um, here we go. Cowboys twenty twenty to twenty twenty two. Dolphins twenty twenty three. Now the fins up. Um, who's there? I thought Jeez. this might be one of the easiest ones for you. I think it's Connolly Lemuelu. Man, no, not. I'll give you one more guess. Cowboys. I honestly honestly thought this was going to be real easy for you. Cowboy, then a fin. Three year cowboy, then a fin. Oh, the hammer. Yeah. (laughs) Forgot about him. Fins up. Hammer so for Joe. Tub, tubby, tubby, tubby wheel, tubby wheel, tubby wheeler. If you want to yell a bit, tabby white, tabby, tabby, tabby white, tabby white for dough. Oh, yeah, completely forgot he played for them, eh? Because um... this one here, <laughs> easiest there is. Why 2011, 2011 2018 Warriors, 2019 2021 Sharks, 2022 2023 Warriors. That'd be our Lord and Savior, Sean Johnson. Lord and Savior, oh. Jesus Christ himself, Sean Johnson. The listeners can't see that, but that's a beautiful picture of Sean. That is a very beautiful picture of Sean. You're right. It just bleeds um, Uh Why did I put this one in? I was finishing on Hammer, and I think because I'd copy and pasted the Sharks and Warriors logos from something else, 
Yeah. Maybe from the Chad Townsend. And I was like, fuck it. I know that Sean got went from there to there, so I was chucking him in as well. Yeah. I did cut a few quite hard ones. Like I had um Revuala from the Dragons in here. Well, did he play for um, somebody else? Was one of the logos Burnside High School? <laughs> no. Nah. And then I had like a one that was like just the one year Titans player. Oh well. Wow. Like that's pretty rogue. One year Titans old, player. It was old Camp Pereira. Oh, so this year, first year. Yeah, like this yeah, year, yeah. first year Titans player. <laughs> that um, would have been fucking tough. I wouldn't have even thought of him, I don't think. I can't remember how I said. I tried to find ones that they actually like stopped and played for. Jesse Ramey was like the only one that was didn't really play much for the Sharks at the start. Yeah, that's the one I didn't get. Yeah, yeah, not, fam- not familiar with Jesse Ramey's game that well, to be fair. Yeah, no, um, love a career path though. Yeah, well, I mean, no, I've kind of set the bar now. I know where you're at, and go a little bit harder the next time, you know. Mm. Yeah, and I need to tone down the NBA one, apparently. <laughs> I think, I reckon giving dates helps as well. But then yeah, it, might it, make it, too, make, might, make it might make it too easy for the NBA. I was yeah. also originally thinking about putting games played. But I was like, ah, oh, it's also too much admin as well, so. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> quite a bit of... Maybe if you remove dates and then put games played. Yeah, that can make it a little bit harder. That's a good point. A little harder, but yeah. Just something else to help you. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the issue with the NBA one was the no dates. It was like, fuck, like, when do you start? Like, Especially for some of those mid-2010s guys that did. And when my brain goes too broad on that's why I'm shit. I can't yeah. narrow my focus. Yeah. Oh, well. Living with All right. Well, that wraps us up for another... CBB Certified Bucket Boys podcast. Get us on Instagram. Get us on TikTok. Get us get us on the reels. Interact. Yeah, follow me. follow the TikTok. We going viral on there. We are going viral only with your help. <laughs> um, do you have any anything closing you'd like to say? Um, I'll just say uh, I love all the listeners. Um. And I want to do one of those like uh, if you're still here, drop a love heart on our, our next love uh, a love heart on our next Instagram post. <laughs> I love our listeners too. Yes. See Thanks. you.